I'm going to talk about CT tube current and tube current modulation. Tube current is one of the primary factors which influences the radiation dose and image quality to patient. Along with tube current, tube voltage, scan time, pitch, scan acquisition type are all considered primary factors which influences the radiation dose and image quality in CT. The other factors and secondary factors also do influence the image quality in CT. However, for today's topic, I'm going to confine on tube current and scan time and discuss various aspects related to this particular primary factors. Tube current also expressed in milliampere MA and tube current time product which is expressed as MAS can be considered as follows. It is the amount of x-rays produced in an x-ray tube. MAS is a product of tube current and scan time per rotation. When I say scan time per rotation, it is the amount of time it takes for the x-ray tube to rotate one full rotation inside the gantry. There is a relationship between the radiation dose and the image quality. When we talk about image quality, we talk about image noise. The image noise decreases if you increase the tube current. On the other hand, if you increase the tube current, it increases the radiation dose linearly. When I say tube current, where does it come? Here is a sample CT X-ray tube, which shows the tube current comes from the amount of current fed to the filament in the cathode area which results in a number of electrons which are rushed towards the anode when they bombard with anode create x-rays. That is the simplistic explanation of the x-ray production. Therefore, the tube current can be thought as the amount of x-ray photons created. So, if you double the tube current, the actually the amount of x-ray produced will also double. Here are shown sample CT X-ray tube currently used in the CT scanners. The second parameter scan time um, can be understood as follows. When you say scan time, it typically means it's the amount of time the X-ray tube to take to rotate around the gantry for one complete rotation and that we normally call it as full rotation when the X-ray tube is complete on during the entire 360 degree rotation. There is a second type of scan time, sometime we call it as partial scan time, which is equal to the amount of time the X-ray tube rotates only half of the gantry rotation. And there is also, there is a quarter scan time, which is typically uh, achieved in the dual source CT scanners. So why is tube current such a dominant player in the image quality and radiation dose in CT? Here is an example of the relationship of the tube current versus the image noise or the image quality. On this image shown are four panels acquired at four different MAS shown here. On the top left is a 200 MAS and the top bottom right is a 50 MAS. If the clinician is interested to evaluate only a clinical indication of a tumor in the kidneys, the tumor or the growth or the mass can be seen in all the four panels. Therefore, there is no need to acquire the image at 200 MAS versus while you can acquire the image at 50 MAS at, their, at a radiation exposure one-fourth of the dose to the patient.
On the other hand, if a clinician is looking for a um, very small conspicuous liver vessels inside the liver and those things only appear at a higher MAS and get diminished because of the image noise at the lower MAS. So the tube current plays an intricate role um, in the ultimate image quality. It all depends on the clinical diagnosis one is looking for. Here's another example to show the effect of tube current on dose and image quality. The three images are simulated abdominal image acquired at different tube current. Keeping all other factors same, if you just simply vary the tube current, the, the radiation exposure to the patient increases linearly as shown in the need by an index number called CTDI wall which increases from 4 milligray on the left to all the way to 17 milligray on the right. So it comes to the question is which of these images are good for your diagnosis. If a diagnosis can be done at 48 MA, there is no need to acquire the image at 184 MA and that's the question and to understand the tube current becomes very important. So tube current can be thought as an amount of x-ray produced in an x-ray tube. Conceptually, it can also be thought as an indicator of the quantity of x-rays. So tube current expressed in MA is an indicator of a quantity of x-rays. The fundamental relationship is radiation dose to the patient varies linearly with the tube current. Therefore, if one decreases tube current by 50%, the patient dose decreases by 50%. At the same time, the image noise increases by the square root of 2. Square root of 2 is 1.44. That's about 144% more increase. So there is always a trade-off between the image quality and the patient dose. To reiterate the same point, showing here is the decreasing tube current reduces dose linearly. What's shown here is for the, the effective dose, keeping all factors and changing only the tube current can be shown to show that if you decrease MA, the effective dose value or the radiation dose to the patient also decreases. There is a caveat to the definition of tube current. Certain manufacturers have been using a concept called effective MAS such as Siemens and Philips uses a concept called effective MAS. In that effective MAS is basically a ratio of the MAS divided by pitch and that pitch applies for helical CT scanning. The reason for their using this effective MAS is the user can set an effective MAS of certain value and the scanner will automatically interplay between MAS and pitch in order to provide the a same image quality which is independent of pitch setting. So that can cause some confusion while understanding the relationship of MAS and pitch. So effective MAS is very much confined to certain manufacturers. So these are fundamental concepts about tube current. Historically, all CT scans, if you choose a particular CT protocol, let's say chest CT, we were all doing um, a scan of a chest CT at a fixed MAS applied for an average size patient and that MA was pretty much held constant for all size of the patient. 
However, it was brought to the understanding that one can modulate the tube current to vary the tube current, thereby reduce the radiation dose to the patient. And that concept is called CT dose modulation. It is also called as tube current modulation. So when somebody says tube current modulation or CT dose modulation, historically or typically everybody assumes it's a spatial dose modulation. In fact, there are two types of dose modulation. One is called the spatial dose modulation applied for all the body protocols. And there is a special type of dose modulation called temporal dose modulation specifically applied for cardiac protocols. What is the principle behind toe modulation? Here is the situation. For example, prior to the dose modulation, it was assumed the patient, the tube current was constant for all of patient um, for a particular protocol. However, as we can see, the tube, the X-ray attenuation or the amount of X-rays needed to penetrate a patient can vary depending on the position on the patient. In the AP direction, you might need less number of X-ray photon to create the same image quality and you might need more number of X-ray photons to create in the lateral direction to create the same image quality. So if we hold that image quality point as the same, then the scanner can be adjusted, can adjust the tube current based on the position on the patient or on the body thickness. And that's the principle behind this tube current modulation, especially the spatial dose modulation. So therefore, CT doses were usually uniform on the surface and decrease radially towards the center. Now, with the adjustment, one can vary or have various dose reduction options. There are two types of dose modulation, spatial modulation and temporal modulation. So the spatial modulation, as explained earlier, it's based on changing the tube current on the fly at different point on the body, which means basically the scanner will automatically adjust the tube current based on the patient thickness. This type of modulation is utilized in most routine body CT protocols. The second type of modulation, which is specifically targeted for cardiac CT is called temporal dose modulation. In this type of modulation, it is based on changing or modulating tube current at a specified time points of an electro, of an ECG signal. And that's used only in cardiac CT protocol. So, how does CT dose modulation works? Different scanners has different methods but all of them underlying principle is they get an idea of patient thickness from the topogram taken uh, of the patient. From the topogram or the scout, scout scan or uh, scout view as different manufacturers call different way, bottom line is the scanner can utilize the information about patient size from this topogram and then while acquiring axial or helical scan, modulate the tube current based on the patient thickness. Therefore, the scanner needs some reference point for a image quality and based on that, it will change the tube current. As demonstrated in this image, the tube current was very high in the shoulder region, which is very straightforward because the shoulder region has lot of attenuating or lot of bones to penetrate. Therefore, the X-ray tube resulted in a higher tube current to create the same amount of X-ray photons for the detector. 
and as the x-ray as the scanner scanned through the chest area the tube current dropped so imagine a scenario where the tube current was held constant in that case the tube current was throughout the body size was the same dose now with the tube current being changed you have an option that reducing the dose based on the patient thickness it is important very highly important to understand how the dose modulation works in literature it is also sometimes called automatic exposure control different manufacturers utilize slightly varying variation on um, in how they modulate the tube current and they call it by different names it is imperative upon the user to understand each of these particular scanners to make to get to utilize optimally on their scanner for example on a g scanner they use what is called as noise index which means the scanner is asked to deliver the tube current based on which will deliver or which will result in an image of certain image noise and that's very important to understand uh, similarly siemens has a nomenclature called care dose and philips have um, idom toshiba has score exposure and so forth so all of the the principle is similar but they call by different names but they slightly vary how they change the modulation and it's important for us to understand the reason why i'm emphasizing this is there is a series of case back in um last decade when a site was doing ct perfusion protocol and they have accidentally set the modulation type in a different way resulting in a classic hair loss from these hair loss you can see this was a 64 slice ct scanner again this led to a lot of changes in the field lot of new regulations and so forth which we will discuss in a different podcast so this was an avoidable incident it's very rare the reason was a incorrect setting of the tube current modulation for example the noise index it was incorrectly set assuming they were doing actually lowering the dose unfortunately that was going in a opposite direction yielded eight times more dose resulting in the hair loss i also want to draw another attention is this incident had happened in 2010 and it was a warning for all the hospital to make sure that the protocols were correctly set unfortunately there are some hospital was found even after a one year they were doing the same way resulting in a patient's case um injuries that's one of the reason why it is important to understand the scan parameters or how the dose modulation works and so forth now when you use a dose modulation it is it is becomes a complex of how the dose is reported at the end right now when the scanner is reporting a dose report when a protocol utilizes tube current modulation the number reported at the end is basically an average tube current used throughout the scan and it can varies from slice to slice so the scanner puts out an average value at the end because the ctdi or can vary based on the tube voltage bot high collimation and so forth so how does it report it here is an example of a pre scan display so if a technology chooses certain technique automatically that is reported it shows up on the screen um as the expected ctdi wall and also some scanners shows the type of phantom they used and so forth because as discussed in another podcast 
the radiation dose in CT is based on the phantom measurement. A 32 centimeter phantom is called the abdominal phantom, which, which is mimicking an abdominal size, not necessarily, but that's what we are using. And that shows up. Now, here is a case report. Two reports of the dose. On the top panel shows the dose report from a particular manufacturer showing a scan without dose modulation. If it is without dose modulation, the tube current is pretty much same for all the patient undergoing that particular uh, protocol. And this was the scenario before the dose modulation became common. If the dose modulation is applied, then it shows on the second panel down here where it shows on the second line, it shows the MAS with a slash mark called reference. What it basically means is like scanner, CT scanner requires some type of a reference point from which to vary the tube current based on the patient thickness. And that's exactly what this number is. So in this bottom panel on a chest, routine chest CT, so the, the technologies had selected the protocol and selected a reference MAS of 150. Giving the scanner to change the tube current around this point um, and that resulted in an average MAS of 164, probably because of the patient thickness and so forth. And that's what this particular information really means. So, how effective is dose modulation? Dose modulation is effective for most adult and pediatric protocols. Especially as the technology has refined and getting better, it is these modulation techniques are also getting more stronger and more reliable. In the early days of the dose modulation, it was not, it was, it was slightly erratic. However, what we are seeing these days with a 16 or a 64 slice scanner or an advanced CT scanner, the dose modulation techniques across the manufacturers are getting much more reliable. So generally we see dose studies have reduced doses, can reduce on an average size patient, a dose of anywhere from 14 to 40% in chest CT, abdominal CT 20 to 35% and so forth. So there are certain caveats and limitations for AEC. One is sending the patient on the CT is very critical, especially for pediatric subjects. So from the physics standpoint of view, the best modulation can be ascertained when the subject is at the center of the CT gantry. There are certain limitations also. For example, on an obese patient, if we are not looking for a very low contrast detectability um, and the patient still undergoes to the modulation, the scanner will automatically increase the dose to the patient because they are demanding it is deemed based on certain image quality. So for extreme obese patient, Probably dose modulation may not be the most effective way and it can be done on a manual technique. I will show some example where that is more effective. When I say patient centering, here is what it is. So if the opening gantry, even though it's about um, 70 centimeter in diameter, the actual reconstruction done is confined to about 50 centimeter inside the gantry. That's one of the reasons why we see sometimes patient's shoulder and hip being chopped up because they are extending beyond this reconstruction zone. In reality, the patient has to be centered so that you get the best maximum dose modulation effectiveness. There are other caveats also. For example, patients with prosthesis, 
if we are looking for some uh, aspect and the patient has a prosthesis, the scanner would not know to discriminate, then automatically determine the patient, the prosthesis to be an extra absorber of x-rays, thereby can increase the dose very high. The other one, for example, it's an extremely low dose CT screening, like a CT protocol such as screening. The, some of the scanners may not effectively work on dose modulation. In such cases, a manual selection of tube current may be more advantageous and easier to implement. The bottom line is users should be, users should be familiar with their limitations and caveats of the tube current modulation. Before ending this podcast, I just want to show you one, one, one other example. This is the question here is to modulate dose or not in certain patients. On this scan, this was picked up by one of our technologists. Uh, for example, they had scanned the patient in 2010 with the modulation, which is showing on the right-hand side, that the tube current, since the patient is obese, resulted in almost 748 compared to what the 200 reference MAS. So the scanner automatically increased the tube current to maintain the image quality. That resulted in a high, uh, significant dose to the patient. So the same patient had come in 2012. Since the technologist knew about this dose modulation, they were clever enough to adjust to the technique, a fixed technique of 300 MAS, which was sufficient to diagnose the issue what they were looking for. That resulted in almost half the dose. So the question here is, generally CTD, the dose modulation works very good. However, in certain cases, it begs the question to modulate or not to modulate. Finally, the second type of dose modulation is a temporal dose modulation. I'm going to spend more time in a different podcast on cardiac CT, but just to cover, complete this discussion, the temporal dose modulation provides a way to, for the scanner to reduce the tube current around the systolic area where the data is not used for reconstruction and increase the tube current around the diastolic area of the patient heartbeat, thereby having an option to reduce the dose. So finally, in conclusion, tube current is one of the primary factors that affect both image quality and patient dose. Tube current modulation or CT dose modulation is very effective in reducing dose. However, understanding how dose modulation works is very important in order to use the dose modulation effectively. This concludes the discussion on one of the primary factors in CT, such as the tube current. Thank you.